listening to Company Inc. Company Inc. is an audio diary of two business owners living, working, and sleeping together. My name is Lisa Butler. I code websites on WordPress for bloggers and creative entrepreneurs. You can find me at lmb.com. And my name is Jesse Graglia. I do video and podcast editing for creative entrepreneurs. You can find me at soundmind.pro. Welcome to episode five. Today we're talking about work-life balance. Excellent. So we're talking about how we define work-life balance. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What happens when one of us is working more than the other, which is kind of the case that we have going on right now. Uh huh. One of the reasons we wanted to talk about it uh-huh. this episode. Um, talk about how we deal with the stress and how we can help each other out so it's less stressful. Mm-hmm. And how we communicate through all of that, um, what our boundaries are, how we set boundaries, and knowing when we want to work versus play. Yeah. And we're also going to find out why your work-life balance sucks right now. <laughs> That's not yeah. totally true. It was sucking for a little while, though. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, So that's why that's so relevant to us right now is because I I haven't really had work-life balance. Nope. And um, I've really, I've just had a lot going on with uh, business projects and kind of projects stacking up. And so I've just been, you know, working a lot of hours, putting in a lot of time to try to get caught up and make sure I'm meeting deadlines. Um. In some cases, having to go back and say, oh, I need to push this back yeah. and things like that. So um, that's kind of where we're coming from with this is that the balance has been a little bit out of whack for me lately. Um, and we just wanted to talk about, you know, how we've been dealing with it and what right. we're doing going forward. Yeah. So what would if you had your work life balance that you would want? How would you define it? So I, you know, obviously I've been thinking a lot about this lately, oh, I given bet. my situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't fully believe in work-life balance as in like it's 50-50 all the time. Like that doesn't mean you're in balance. I agree with that. Like um, because I think when you do work that you love to do for a living – there's going to be times that you want to work. So like limiting yourself and saying like, oh, I only want to work between these hours. And if uh, I'm working yeah. beyond that, then, oh, well, you know, my life is out of balance. But, you know, sometimes there are just things that you're excited about. Like, I mean, this podcast is something that we do in our free time. And it's very similar to work that I do on, you know, that I get paid for. And so, yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm doing things like I'm working on our website and things like that. So, it, and there's a lot of overlap with like the blog posting um, as we're formatting blog posts and stuff to get our website ready. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of overlap there with my own blog for my business. And so, like in that respect, it can feel like work, but it's also fun too. Yeah, it has been fun so far. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that... If you try to put everything into a little box, like, okay, these are my only my work things. These are my, you know, play things, then it doesn't really work. So I think for me, it's more, I tend to gauge it by my stress levels and like, Mm -hmm. just listen to how I'm feeling. And if I am feeling 
resentful of the work that I'm doing, then I'm spending too much time working because I enjoy the work that I do. And, you know, there's going to be things that in when you run a business, there's always going to be things that you don't love doing. Like, I mean, you have to do taxes and and stuff like that as a business owner. That's you just have to do that. So, I mean, there's going to be things that you don't enjoy. But I think, you know, the reason that we have our own businesses is to do work that we enjoy doing. And so when we feel like we're not enjoying that work anymore, that's usually when I find that my work life balance is out of whack and that I need to take a break from the computer. Yeah. So that's kind of. Yeah. You can't look at it time wise. I think like if you're awake 16 hours a day and you sleep for eight, mostly, you know, there's of course some give or take in there. Um, you know, with a normal nine to five job, you could say, okay, well I'm working eight of those hours and then I have eight of those hours to myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, now granted, you're not going to be working those eight hours that you're at that job. I mean, you're doing work, but are you really putting in work at your job for eight hours straight? Yeah. Yeah. You have breaks in there. You got your 15 minute breaks and your lunch break and stuff like that. But come on, who's really doing eight hours of straight work while at work? Yeah. We're not machines. (laughs) No, absolutely not. And so I think I agree with your saying, you know, eight hours work, eight hours play. You can't really judge it like that, especially... If you're working for yourself. Yeah. Which we are doing. So I think for me, it comes down to how productive I felt for the day. So if I'm doing a website for you and, or I'm starting, you know, websites and say I do two of them. Well, I've gotten quicker at that from doing them time and time again. You know, I only may spend two hours doing that. Well, if that's all I had to do for today, technically I'm done for me. It's been a little bit of an adjustment to get to that point to feel like, okay, I've done this, which I needed to do today, and now I'm done. And it kind of felt weird, like I didn't spend that much time doing this, but I got the work done, so I'm done. And then it was, and then it's kind of like, well, okay, I'll just consider that a win and move on with my day. And do other stuff that I enjoy doing. It could be, you know, it could be stuff for the podcast. Because like you said, we are doing this in our free time, basically. We're treating it kind of like a business. We do have deadlines. We do want to put out episodes on time every week, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's mostly fun right now. You know, it's it's a labor of love because we find it really cool. We find it a lot of fun to do this. So, it's been it's been weird because I'm opposite you right now. I have a lot more playtime than I do work time. And that's mostly because things are kind of just getting off the ground for me right now. And, um, you know, we haven't been, since you've been so crunched, I haven't been able to move further into learning more of what you do right. so I can help you out more. Yeah. Which was kind of weird, bad timing that everything kind of fell in place like it did. Yeah. Because if it didn't, if everything had fallen into place like the plan was supposed to go, 
then you would have had the time to kind of teach me more, which would have benefited would have benefited <laughs> your business and your time frames kind of in the future because I would know more. Yeah. And I could finish more of your projects before you touch them and everything just starts to move faster, you know, at that point. But that's something that we can work on moving forward so Absolutely. that I can restore more balance and, and have a better chance of, I mean, because like, you know, being in business for four years, there are always going to be times when there's just a shit storm. Yeah. Like, there's going to be complications. There are things that you can't predict mm-hmm. and you can't plan for. All you can really do is just ride the storm. And then when you come out of it, say, okay, what can I do to minimize the risk of that happening again? Mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, the nature of working with people is that, you know, things happen. Yeah, stuff happens. So, you know, there's, you can't really, like, you just kind of have to write it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, and sometimes your work-play balance is going to be out of balance. It's going to be skewed one way or the other from time to time. Yeah. I think for me, the interesting, when you said that, like... The times that I am focusing more on play, I start to feel guilty. Like, oh, I could be doing more for my business. See, that's how I'm feeling because I'm just getting started and I'm waiting to learn more about what you do so I can help you out more. So my the my play scale is much heavier than my work scale. Mm-hmm. And you kind of feel like I feel really weird about it. You know, I'm getting work that comes along and I'm getting it done in a very fast manner. So that leaves more time for play. And yeah, just like you said, it feel you almost feel guilty for having that time and being able to use it for yourself. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, shouldn't I be doing something else? And you kind of mull it over and you're like, well, I, I kind of did what I needed to do. Um, so no, well, I think in some respects, like my natural tendency is, you know, I definitely need to rest after periods of hard work, but if I rest for too long, if I'm, if I'm in play mode for too long, um, or not necessarily too long, it, but after I've had enough time in play mode that my mind starts to settle down, reset, um, then, you know, that creativity comes back, that create creativity just like kicks in and it's all these ideas that I want to do and all these things that I want to make happen. And so I almost feel like I can't sit still, like right. I'm just not capable of it because after a certain period of time, that play is going to restore my creativity and make me want work again. Yeah, I've always believed that... Um uh, there was some weird practices that some people were preaching some time ago. I remember an old boss of mine was talking to me about some seminar she went to and um, how it was breaking up the workday for people. And it basically came down to, you know, you have, you break up your, your day into pockets of 
work and play and rest and something else. There was like four little categories you broke up your day into. And the idea behind it was that once you got to the part of your day, the little time slot that was reserved for working, you were really working. You were really productive because the other times you were either playing or resting. And so it was like a, you know, I guess it's psychological somewhat in that, um, you know, you're trying to maximize your work time. The work time may not be that long. It may be an hour. It may be two, but the play time and the rest time refreshed you and gave you the time to yourself so that when it was time to work, you were really going at it. Yeah. Like that time became super, super productive. And they said that there was like, there was some study that said, oh, well, people that do it this way, you find yourself getting more work done during the day than if you worked for four hours straight, you know, or worked a nine to five, but you did two hours of really hard work in the morning and two hours of really hard work in the evening. You know, that's what they said, that you would actually get more work done during those shorter time periods than if you stretched it out. Yeah. Because, you know, I think the there's human some mind, truth to it. Yeah, I think there is too. No, I think my mind too. definitely, I can feel my eyes starting to cross and yeah. my mind is getting all sluggish after I've been typing away at the computer for more than a couple of hours at a time. Right. Like even just taking 30 minutes to go you know, eat dinner or watch Netflix or anything just away from the computer, I can come back and like suddenly it's easy to solve these problems (laughs) that were plaguing me before. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to work yourself into, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, you work yourself into a rut kind of. Yeah. You know, you will just, you'll just continue to claw away at the work that you're doing because you've been doing it for so long and at that point you might as well take a break you might as well try to balance it out with some netflix or something yeah because you're not being productive anyway yeah you're not gonna get much done you're not gonna you will you will advance your work but it's not going to be maybe the quality that you want yeah and in the half hour that say you were to work an extra half hour to an hour and you're already, like you said, your eyes are already crossing. So you're only going to get maybe one or two, maybe little bits of your work done in that time. Mm -hmm. Was it really worth it to just like, like trying to squeeze a rock to get blood out of it? Like, was it really worth it to put in all that effort just to get these two little things done where if you had just taken a break, and maybe gotten a snack or Absolutely. watched a show real quick and then came back to it and then boom, done. Yeah, you know? I had to really remember that when things were super, super busy. Um, and I just got really overwhelmed by everything on my to-do list. Like, there was one night, I think, I just, I went to Jesse. I was like, I need to go swimming. I need to get yeah. out of the house and go swimming. <laughs> yep, like that's what you said. I And I, I part of me felt guilty I was like, I don't need to be, you know, I have all this stuff on my to-do list. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. need to be spending a few hours in the pool right now. But doing that, 
I came back to my work so much more refreshed. And I think even if you've got a lot going on, you have to remember it's okay to still take a break every now and then. Like, oh, for sure. That's how you survive it. That's how you kind of make it through. And you have to look at, you know, what's actually essential. Prioritize your to-do list and then say, okay, you know, set like small little goals and say, if I once I get this done, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to reward myself with this and mm-hmm. take a break. And, and I think uh, a lot of it is um, prioritizing. Yeah. So you can really optimize your time, mm-hmm. you know, and this is, you know, I guess not so much about the balance, but like getting more like dealing with it when more it's, like, yeah, <laughs> when work is taking over. Yeah, exactly. It would be a way to get your balance back. Yeah. You know, if you really prioritize and optimize your time, well, then you're not worrying about how you're going to get the work done you can actually work on it yeah you know and as the work gets done the balance will return now if you find yourself in a constant state of being bombarded yeah overworked then you delegate you may want to change some things you may want to change something up so speaking of the stress and uh Kind of, you know, one of us working more than the other and uh-huh. how we dealt with all that. Um, I think what really helped me the most was just admitting to Jesse, I need your help. Like, whatever you can do to help me. Oh, yeah. And just having him there to say, like, okay, I need a minute to freak out. <laughs> um, I just need a minute to get everything out of my head and... I just need you to listen. Like, you don't have to solve it for me. You don't have to have any answers. I just need to get it out. Yeah, it's, that's one of the benefits of having the other person there. There's, um, I think we may have said it before, but... You don't have to suffer alone. No, you definitely said that one. That was, yeah. that was one of our notable quotables. But um, it's always a two-man show. It never has to be a one... Did I say two-man show? Sorry, let me rephrase that. It's two person show. Two person show. <laughs> it never has to be an individual show ever again in our situation. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, hopefully we're talking to people who are in similar situations that are listening to us. Um, so, yeah. But ne- even if you're not, like, I. I always turned to my friends when I didn't have Jesse to go to. So, no, that's true. There's always. Just don't forget to look at the people around you. Yeah, because sometimes all you need them to do is to listen to you. Yeah. Like, if you can just talk the things out of your head. If you just talk it through, then it suddenly makes more sense. Right. If you're sometimes, yeah, if you're able to speak it aloud to somebody else, you will either find a solution or find the flaws in what's going on, and you can fix it faster. You can fix it easier. I mean, one of the things that was really helpful for me is that Jesse kind of knows what I'm talking about. But at the same time, he he doesn't have like the four years background that I have. Right. Of working with clients and, and all of that. And so he can listen, but then offer a fresh perspective 
and turn things around in a way that I like wouldn't have considered. And so even if it's not the answer that I needed, it puts me on the right path because it makes me think of something in a different way. Yep. Yeah, I can give an example of that. My uh my buddy Chris in Kansas. Um he's getting an IT business off the ground up there. He was uh he was a guy that I worked with at my previous job, the one that went away, unfortunately. And um so he's on his own and he's getting his IT business up and running. And since we were both IT, we worked in the same department. We collaborated on all kinds of stuff when we were working there together. And, um, you know, he'll call me, he'll text me out of the blue and just be like, Hey, you got a second? I want to run some stuff by you just cause we're familiar with the work that he's doing, you know? So, and I'm familiar with the work that you're doing, maybe not as intimate. I don't have the intimate knowledge that you do, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, but you don't need to have somebody who knows everything about what you're talking about. In fact, it can no, be beneficial not you to. You don't. And especially if you're if you're dealing if the problem might be a person or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because with people, well, everybody knows what it feels like to be a customer. Everybody knows what it feels like to be, you know, treated by customer service mm-hmm. or Absolutely. how they're treated by customer service. So getting the different perspectives on how to deal with people is really good. Because like you said, they could bring up something that you would have never thought of because Mm -hmm. that thought just doesn't enter your mind. Yeah, and it's like when you're in the middle of it, it's personal to you. It feels personal. Right. But talking to somebody else about it, it's not personal to them. No. So they can say, well, I think this is where they're coming from. And you can actually understand that because it's not, you're not on the defensive. Right. You're not thinking about how to protect yourself in the situation because I mean, let's get let's be honest. Managing clients is really tricky sometimes, and like, sure, you want to balance. You know, you want to have a balance of of being compassionate, but at the same time, you ha- you have to protect yourself and you have to be aware of you know potential problems and things like that. So it's definitely a delicate balance of wanting to say and do the right thing, but also protect yourself. Right. And, you know, just having that outside perspective of someone saying, well, you know, if I put myself in their shoes, this is what I think. And it's just so much harder because of your own personal bias, like your personal involvement in the situation to really be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes and try to understand where they're coming from and then approach the situation in that way. Yeah, I totally agree. It really helps to have another person, um, you know, there for you. Yeah. So, which is great for us because we're in, we're in business for ourselves and we're in business together at this point. So that's been a huge boon for us. But like you said, for those that may not have that person right there, you know, talk to a friend. Find someone you can talk to. Yeah, just find somebody to talk to. And like I said, they might just need to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Talk it out and you'll be right as rain. Yeah. Well, hopefully. (laughs) I think the other way, the other thing that 
has really helped as far as like uh, with us living together is, you know, I said at the beginning of a particularly busy week, I was like, you know, I I need to not cook this week. I just looked at Jesse. I was like, I need to not cook this week. And because my, you know, I get really productive in the evening and dinner is right in the middle of that. And so then like if I'm cooking and then helping clean up and eating, then it's like it turns into a production and I it just interrupts my whole flow and I can get like more done if I don't have to think about doing all of that stuff. So what did we do? So we we optimized. Yeah, I just said this is what I need, um, and how can we make it happen? And he was like, "No problem. Let's pick out, you know, let's plan our meals out for the week according to what he can cook." So everything that we picked was something that he was able to cook, and um, so he spent the whole week cooking that week and cleaning up, and I could just come sit down eat a meal. It was like my quick 30 minute break in between working. And then I could get back to work and get really productive work time in right after dinner and get things done faster. Yeah. Cause we've mentioned in the past that Lisa's prime time can be after dinner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're both night owls. We like to stay up late. Um, and most of our stimulation whether it's work or play, comes in the evening hours. Like, that's when we enjoy being stimulated the most. It's when we're most awake and Yeah, when we're most awake, most and focused. And correct, yeah. Cause it, and it seems like since we're not morning people, and we're so very not morning people, that it takes us that long throughout the day to get to that point yeah. where we're <laughs> at our best. You know? So... Yeah, we've woken up 10,000 times and we're still not used to it. <laughs> it's the worst. Waking up's the worst. Yeah, so, we just don't, we don't like it. No, we don't. We're not fans. So, <laughs> going back to what I said earlier about optimization, Lisa was looking for a way to optimize her time. Like to put this into you know, a business sense. She needed to so optimize I her time. I delegated. Yeah, she delegated. She needed to optimize her time. She wanted to get the most out of her time. When she knew she was at her best. How could we do that? Well, eating is a pain in the ass. I mean. No, preparing food is a pain in the ass. Well, when you really have to get something done, eating can get in the way too. Because you have to do it. Yeah. You have to eat food. Or you're going to die. Or you're just going to starve and then you're going to be like, I can't focus on anything because I'm too hungry. Man, you know how many times I did that at my, my old job? Where I still I would, do it. <laughs> I would I'm get like... so busy during the day and lunch would roll around. And I'd be like, you know what? I don't even have time to eat. And then you get to a point where you're so hungry. That's all you can think about. Yeah. You're not even like looking at your computer screen anymore. I'm you're still thinking really about, bad about that sometimes. You're thinking about how good that Whopper down the street tastes. <laughs> like, man, I need a no, burger. No, no Burger King. Burger King is gross. I don't Whatever. think I burger would ever King be is hungry. Fantastic. Did no. you know the double stacker was back? Everybody go buy a double stacker. No. It's the best. I don't think I would ever be hungry enough to eat Burger King. Wow. I think that's a lie. That's going to be one of my questions. 
how hungry would you have to be to eat Burger King? <laughs> well, I don't. Questions at the end. I could probably find something on their menu. I just wouldn't eat their burgers. Their burgers oh, okay. are gross. Fair enough. So anyway, we had been doing the meal plan for a little while because the age-old question of what's for dinner stinks. And Rogue's on the podcast. That's okay. She's allowed <laughs> to be on the podcast. Um, that question stinks. Nobody likes that question. In fact, I read a tweet the other day where it was like it was like married life tweets, and one of them was why like uh, making sure you ask what's for dinner first so you don't have to pick. <laughs> uh oh! Now every time you ask what's for dinner, see that's why we got the meal plan though. We got a little whiteboard, a little magnetic whiteboard that we put on the fridge, and every Sunday we go through every day and figure out what we're gonna eat. So. There's no question. Yeah, we just look at the board. We just look at the board. And we really haven't come across the situation where we've looked at the board and gone, you know what? Don't really want that tonight. That well, really hasn't happened yet. We switch things around sometimes. Luckily. Like, um, because we do throw in a couple of leftover nights. And so sometimes I'll look at the board and be like, Oh, I actually feel like cooking tonight. Let's do this instead and we'll have leftovers another night. Yeah. Or I think I think part of the magic of the meal plan is that the decision's already made and so that if you if you really want to go off the plan, you know exactly what you want. Yeah. It's not a question of oh, you know, I don't know what I want. And mm-hmm. then you go back and forth for 30 minutes trying to figure out where you're going to get takeout or if you're going to eat out somewhere or what right. you're going to do or or if you should just, you know, look in the fridge and throw together something. Like, it's no longer a question. You mm-hmm. just look at the board and you're like, oh, this is what what's in the plan tonight. Or you can say, this is what is coming up. Maybe we could switch this night instead because we already have the ingredients for it. Yeah. And then otherwise, if... If you're saying, I really want to eat out tonight, you have something specific in mind. So Yeah, that's true. You don't have to decide on the spot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It all comes down to getting the most out of your time. Like, that's that's the whole purpose of why we did it. Well, not really. We really just wanted to avoid the question of trying to figure out every single night what we're going to eat. It's so much easier to just put together a plan. And because we have like... We have like a master list of everything we can make at home. All the and stuff. And sometimes we'll like find recipes and throw them in there too. Yeah, we could try new stuff, you know, but we have we, our go-tos. I think we try to like limit it to one new thing a week. So we're not like we never try to cook two new meals no. that we've never cooked before in a week. Right. Because I think that would be frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it would put, I mean, it. It might be fun, like, on the weekends, but I know for me, like, during the week, I would just get stressed out trying most most nights I would get stressed out trying something new. Yeah, and that's why we have our go-tos. You know, they're, we, we know, we both like them, we know how to make them and how to make them well, so we can't screw it up. Yeah. You know, and uh, it just makes it really easy, really easy. So when shit hits the fan, like it has been happening to lisa here for probably a couple weeks yeah it's it's gotten better now thankfully um yeah but for a little while there whoo busy crunch time yeah 
that really, really helped out. And we even made it easier by putting stuff on there that I knew how to do. And her involvement wasn't really needed. All she needed to do was show up and eat and leave. Yeah. You know, and leave me with the dishes. And she was like, bye. And I was like, but the dishes. And she was like, bye. (laughs) And I was like, but. And she was already gone. So. (laughs) He made sure to remind me later. But I did the dishes. Because we both (laughs) really hate doing the dishes. Yeah. I don't know what it is, man. uh, Dishes dishes Dish cleaning stink. Stinks. It's horrible. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, but, I guess, and it's one of those things that, like, it's really, like, once you actually do it, it's not that bad. It feels great when it's done. Oh, yeah. all the dishes are clean and put away You're or like, in the dishwasher. The kitchen and, is nice. And the kitchen is nice and clean. And it makes you want to cook. When the ki- I mean, when the kitchen is already dirty, you're like, well, I don't want to cook because oh, I'm just going to make it dirtier. That is very true. That but, is very true. Yeah, well, we both hate dishes. Oh, we dishes! I don't think we've really figured out a solution for that, other than I did it last time. <laughs> yeah, there, there really is no solution. It just has to get done. Yeah, you know, and we use you know all kinds of pots and pans and stuff like that. Stuff you just can't throw in the dishwasher. Everything that can get thrown in the dishwasher, believe me, it gets thrown in the dishwasher. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of other stuff that needs to be hand cleaned. Ugh. But I think the key here is. Just ask. Ask for what you need. Oh, yeah. If you need help, ask for it. You'd be surprised at what the other person might be able to offer. Yeah. So, like, Lisa obviously knew exactly what I could offer, and she knew that that would be a help to her, so she just came right out and said it. Boom. Straight to the point. Bang. I was like, we were just doing our meal plan, and I was like, hey, can you cook this week? (laughs) Easy peasy. So, I think just... Uh, I mean, and that goes into communication. Um, you just want to keep the lines of communication open and let the other person know what's going on. Yes. And especially because, like, I think, you know, I, I think since Jesse knew I was stressed out, he was a little more forgiving when I snapped at him. <laughs> you snapped at me? Yeah, I think I snapped at you a couple times. <laughs> He didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. How about that? (laughs) Look at that. I didn't even know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and maybe that's because you were prepared for it. You were like, I mean, I, you knew I was stressed out. Or maybe your snapping is just not as fierce as you thought it was. (laughs) Man. I I need to get my fierce on, I guess. You have to understand the people that I used to deal with. (laughs) <laughs> at my previous job were bad. They could get I was dealing with some crazy personalities. And I'm not talking about the people I worked with. I was talking about the people I was helping. So there was some crazy personalities. And I know I know what real snapping looks like. Whatever you did was not it. <laughs> well now so, I know. <laughs> But, but yeah. still, I do think it helps just to, you know, be open about that and say that's that's what's going on right now. And, you know, if I'm clearly focused on what I'm doing, I'm not like purposely ignoring you. I just have a lot on my mind or just kind of setting that expectation that, you know, because there's another person there and you don't want that person to, you know, 
feel like you're taking it out on them or anything like that, yeah. you know? Right. Absolutely. And I'm sure I'll get to those points too. You know, I had I had special days at work where they were really bad. And you know, your coworkers kind of got the brunt of your bad mood and I mean everybody has those days. I'm sure there will be days in the future where I'm having an off day where the chemicals in my head, uh, you know, are the angry chemicals, <laughs> you know, and every little thing, you know, annoys you. And, you know, everybody has those days. Yeah. You just have an off day and whatever. So it's good to know if you're having an off day, you can express that to the other person and be like, hey, I'm really sensitive about stuff right now. Like little, little things are annoying me and setting me off like steam's coming out of my ears yeah. and I can't really help it right now. So you may just want to, you know, I mean, I actually, yourself. I was like, I just started crying in the car once. Cause I was so, when I get overwhelmed, that is my reaction. Yeah. I just, I get to a breaking point yeah. and we then were I, meeting somebody for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just go, <sighs> go inside. Like, d- don't let her be by herself. Um, I will follow, but I need a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just give me a minute. And I think it's just, you know, communicating what you need and what's going on. And so the person, the other person isn't like left in the dark. Like, what is your deal? Right. What is yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to leave the other person guessing. Yeah. Because then God knows what they could come up with in their own head on why you're acting like that. And then it can turn into something really crazy that you don't want. So being upfront, being what's the word, what's the word companies use? Transparent, Transparent. being transparent <laughs> with other people, friends, family, your significant other. It's worth it. Yeah. You know, and this kind of leads into communicating, um, how to communicate, with your significant other or whoever else might be around that it's time for work or it's time for play. So for me, it's been easy to figure that out because you've said many times I have all this stuff going on. So it was very clear to me Mm -hmm. that I couldn't just, you know, poke my head into your office and be like, Hey, want to watch some doctor who? Yeah. Because I know you're, having a major crunch time right now and you're going to be busy. Yeah. While I know you would love to just close your laptop up and be like, yeah, let's go binge Doctor Who for five hours. That's not a possibility right now. Yeah. So it was kind of just like, you know, I knew. Yeah, I think you, well, you learn over time too. Like, I think, I think you can definitely tell when I'm deep into my work. Yep. And like super focused versus when I'm just kind of, you know, I'm on my laptop, but I'm not like in my laptop, yeah, <laughs> so to speak. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, that works out too, because I am very good at keeping myself entertained. Like there are some people that they're some couples that their version of fun has to involve the other person. You know, like they don't know how to entertain themselves and they become so involved in the other person's life that if they're not doing anything with them, 
while they're like sitting in a chair staring at a wall. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. That's when I say, find friends. <laughs> find friends, yes. <laughs> but, you know, for me, it's it's very easy for me to entertain myself mm-hmm. in the evening time. And so that works out great. Like, I don't have to bug you. Like, let's go get ice cream. Let's watch a movie. You know, I can go. Yeah, but go sometimes and- the, like, even that, even those little interruptions can be really helpful. So I think. And that's, but it's tough to know when you're looking for an interruption. Yeah. You know, because I'd hate to break you from your concentration by going, hey, what you doing? You know? Yeah. But I think, like, that goes back to communication, too, saying, hey, do you have a minute? Yeah. Just preface it with, do you have a minute? That's, like, a quick little thing that you can say. Yeah, quick question. say, I need your attention are you in the middle of something or can we talk? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's actually a good, that's a good thing. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes I'll be on my laptop, but I'd welcome an interruption and like going to watch Doctor Who would be, it'd be like the perfect time for a break. And so I can kind of like, I mean, Jesse is really good about just like poking his head in the door and I can see out of the corner of my eye that he's there. Yeah, her chair kind of kind of faces the door she doesn't have to she can just dart her eyes over really and see the door so yeah and i i kind of i just keep working if i'm in the middle of something and if i'm not then i'll look up and i'm like hey what's up yeah so i think you know kind of having that signal helps too but i think really just communication is huge, which I mean, that's kind of like a recurring theme in this podcast. <laughs> Everything's about communication, but really just Seems saying, to be like, the key, doesn't it? Do you have a minute? It's such an easy thing to say, but it, you know, it makes a difference when somebody can say, okay, let me finish up what I'm doing and then we can talk, or yeah, I've got a minute. What's up? Mm-hmm. You're like, let's go get ice cream. And I'm like, woohoo, I love ice cream. Yep. And then that plays into the whole, taking a breather from what you're doing, you know, walking away from it and then coming back. So you kind of spliced in a little bit of play into the work time. And, you know, maybe you come back and whatever you were working on just seems that much more clear. Or if you were trying to figure out a problem and you knew that it was time, like if stepping away could help you, then perfect. Then you came back and you got it done. Yeah. So it all helps. It all it all intertwines. Yeah, and I think I think for us, we don't that's kind of the boundary is like knowing those cues and, and taking the time to say, Hey, do you have a minute? Yeah. Um because we don't really I mean, um, I know that some couples like have certain times that you know work is off limits when they work together mm-hmm. um they don't want to talk about work at dinner or things like that but you know we'll go out to eat and we'll be having a conversation about something random and then I'll think of something related to work and we'll talk about it we don't really have like set oh we can't talk about work right now or i think it's more just communicating and saying 
you know, are you in the mood for this? And I don't think we've really had very many moments when we were like, we're not in the mood for that mood to talk about work at all. But yeah, yeah you definitely don't want to be talking all the time about it. But I think just, you know, setting that expectation up front saying, hey, I want to talk about or at least like giving the other person the option to say, I don't really want to talk about work right now and respecting yeah. that. We haven't had uh, we haven't been too crazy overwhelmed with stuff that's been going on. So, yeah, we really haven't had that problem where the other person's just like, oh, God, I do not want to talk about that right now. Yeah. You know, we we haven't had that issue. So will it get to that point? Maybe. I don't know. It seems to be it doesn't really seem to be that big of a deal. You know, maybe if I think we do a good job of balancing out our conversations, though, we don't ever just that's true, too. We don't ever like if we go out to dinner, we're not ever just talking about work. We may talk about work at some point in the conversation, but then we we kind of drift in and out of other topics, too. Yeah. And I guess you could also equate that to the way you we live our lives. There aren't days where it's wake up, work, 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 go out to dinner. Yeah. You know, it's it's maybe for a workaholic, you know, somebody that wakes up in a minute, they're up, they're ready to work, you know, and then they go out to dinner and the husband might be like, oh, how well, how's how's work going? And the wife's just like, oh, I don't know. I'm not talking about it. Not talking about it. That's because that's all she's done all day, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't think we have that issue because we're technically not workaholics. We do do take the breaks. Yeah. You know, I would too. If I got to the point where I was bogged down with a ton of work, I'd make sure I wasn't, you know, killing myself with the work to the point where I didn't want to talk about it. I'd make sure I was taking those breaks and balancing it out. You know, so I don't know if it'll ever get to that point just because of the way we are, because, you know, I know for a fact you won't work yourself to the bone to the point where you want to pass out. I mean, I've I've I used to do that and I've learned at this point that it's just not even worth it. No. Yeah. Do you have the experience to show you? Yeah, it is not worth it. You might as well take the break and come back. refreshed. Yeah, absolutely. So. So, yeah, that about, I think that about wraps it up. I think so. Um, I think so. Work-life balance. Work-life balance. Yeah, good luck out there <laughs> with your work-life balance. <laughs> We're getting there. I think it's I think it's a journey. I don't think it's something oh, that it's definitely ever a just journey. happens and it's kind and of And I like, don't think anybody, you know, everybody's situation is different. Yeah, you know, it, it so. definitely ebbs and flows, I would yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, make your own rules. If you want to work yourself to death, that's cool, you know, but that's up to you. Just, you know, uh, you know, I think working too much is unhealthy. I think like you're, you're the play side of you will suffer. You know, you will start to enjoy things. You'll do better work if you make time. Yeah, you'll do better work. You'll have a better, you'll have better life quality if you make sure you're, you know, if you're balancing it. So, 
So there you go. I think that's it. So, I think it's time for some spilling the ink. Hashtag, hashtag spilling, the, spilling ink. the ink. I always forget the hashtag. Insert theme song here. <laughs> if we had one. I don't think we do. So time for some date questions. It's Jesse's turn to ask the date questions. questions. More like deep questions. Ooh, deep questions. Are you ready for Uh-oh. these questions? He found some deep conversation topics. Yes. I found some, yeah, what she said. And this is what we'll be talking about at dinner dinner when we're like in between talking about work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about these questions. Yeah. So I found some good ones, in my opinion. And uh, we're going to see how you do. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Tell me. Question number one. Are humans better at creation or destruction? Ooh. I think creation. I mean, I I know that like I think it's the I think it's the small group, the the few who destroy, who ruin it for the many. Because, you don't think humans have an an innate destructive nature? Well, I mean, you have to create something to destroy something first of all. Well, yeah. And then I I mean, if you just think about like how far we've come in just the last 10 years or just the last 20. I mean, like, think about it. Like 10 years ago, what the first iPhone was coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, now everybody has a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Everybody base. And I mean, like 20 years ago, we people like computers were not a household thing. They were just starting to gain traction. More people we're starting to buy them. Like, I don't even think our house had one. I think we were still a few ways, few years away from getting our first desktop computer with AOL dial up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now we carry computers with internet in the palm of our hands. Mm-hmm. We have all this information at our fingertips because of people that created it. Okay. And I think like, and the news is so skewed towards destruction. Okay, how about this? So you have this fantastic computer in your hand now, okay? Okay. And it took years and years to get it like this. It had to go through an assembly line to be all put together. How easy is it and how many people have dropped it and broken it? Yeah, but they didn't do that on purpose. Well, there were some people online that were doing it on purpose. Oh, okay. But, I mean, still. Even even when we're not meaning to, we are destroying. Yeah, but destruction can create, can lead to the creation of something better. Because now... Phone makers are improving their products to be shatterproof and things this like is that. True. This is very true. And I mean, there's there's phone cases that people have created to solve this problem. So like for every for everything that we destroy, there's somebody out there trying to figure out how to create something to prevent the destruction from happening again. Mm. So the question is. Are we better? Which one are we better at? 
So my point is that we don't even have to try to destroy it. But we have to take a lot of effort to create something to prevent that destruction because we're so we're so good at it. We're so much better at destroying stuff than we are creating stuff. I don't know. It's 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 I like really to think easy. about the positive. I agree. So I'm gonna go with we're better at creation. Yeah. I mean, I will agree with that because it's it's easier for us to destroy. I mean, look at all the devastation over the years from wars and terrorism and stuff like that. It's very easy. Yeah. Does that make us better at it? Does that make us good at it? Maybe. Um but we're really good at creating too. I mean, obviously the human race keeps growing, right? The amount of people on the planet keeps growing. So we're very good at creating <laughs> life. Yeah. Which is, you know, we're also very good at destroying it. And like you said about the news, you're going to hear about the person that took four lives instead of the person that gave birth to quadruplets. Yeah, absolutely. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. So that makes it look like we're better at destroying and taking life, destroying things. But I think we are better at creation. I don't think we'd be here if we weren't better at creation. That's I think true. We, I think we would have yeah, destroyed I ourselves, agree. actually. I agree with that. So I was kind of playing devil's advocate. I was trying to play the opposite side. <laughs> but yeah, I do think we are better at creation. Cool. Okay, next question. Next question. What does it mean to die well? Okay, so two things come to mind with that question. I There's two think... ways you could take this question. I agree. Yeah, I I either think... I either think about like living well up until if you die well, then you lived a good life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or if you died well, you had a spectacular death. A spectacular death. A spectacular death. <laughs> what do you mean by a spectacular? No, that, that's not the second one I was thinking of. The second one I was thinking of was how you actually died. Like my preferred way to die would be I fell asleep and that was it. I was I never woke up. Oh, see, like but- to me, that would be like, oh, I died so well. That was exactly what I wanted. Uh, yeah, I can see that. So dying spectacular. How what's your spectacular death? I don't I, I, I would have to think more about that. But I mean, like a story that people tell. Oh. For years to come. They're like, did oh, you hear about right. this person that died about... doing this? Right. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine? Yeah. But like in a like in a way that this is what this person would have wanted. I get you. Okay. So if it's not that. If it's living well. So basically to die well would have would be to have lived well. Yeah. See, I agree with that. You know. And I think That's kind of the way I when I first saw the question, that's how I took it. Yeah. Was that, you know, to die well would be to have lived well. Like no regrets. So what does it mean to live well? No regrets? No regrets. No regrets. And maybe, you know, you accomplish the things you wanted to accomplish. So yeah, you, I think you, in your head, you lived well. 
Yeah, I think it, if you could look back on a slideshow of your life. And you were proud of it? And you were proud of it. There you go. You were happy with it. Then you lived well. Then when then it didn't well. matter, it wouldn't matter how you died. You died well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. That's pretty good. Because I think if it's, if you're like thinking of other people's standards, like if you're thinking about, you know, somebody, if you died successful or you died whatever, then you're starting to think of in terms of like other people's standards and like not everybody wants yeah, the same things in life. That's subjective. Somebody's version of success is different than my version of success. Yeah. So I think it's more about if you were happy with the way you lived. Yeah. And the mark that you left on this world. I agree with that. I think that's good. Or, yeah. you know, you could die on stage or something like that. That would be a spectacular death. Like you rocked so hard. You, you rocked, rocked yourself. So, you rocked so hard. <laughs> you rocked the building off its foundation. And the and the the sprinklers went off in the ceiling. And it electrocuted everybody on stage because they were holding the instruments. and They were all plugged in. And the whole place just got set on fire because you rocked so hard. You rocked then, so hard that you rocked yourself to death. Yeah, rocked yourself to death. And then anytime anybody ever mentioned your name, did you hear how he died? He rocked himself to death. <laughs> he would have wanted I to go was that way. There. They were on <laughs> they were getting electrocuted on stage and they kept playing. And they died. And the whole burning <laughs> the building burned down. Well then how did you escape? No, I'm somebody who was there. Well, if somebody if you if you're somebody who was there, how did you escape if the building burned down? Well, it burned down after the show. Oh, okay. okay. They were they were able they were able to get out cuz the building had already been rocked off its to foundation. Tell the story. Yeah, somebody had to tell a story. There you go. Otherwise it wouldn't be spectacular. You'd just be forgotten. Oh, the building fell over. There was some <laughs> rock show going down. This is a pretty spectacular death, I have to say. Yeah. It's the best. That's my spectacular death. Okay, last question. Last question. What will most likely cause the extinction of the human race? And how can it be avoided? That's oh two questions my. in one. I know. This is going to be bad because I'm going to say ourselves, even though I just said that like. And then we just go back to the first question. I know, I know. But where you still. said we were better at creation. Yeah, but it's the few. I'm, the few idiots are going to ruin it for us all. Well, that is definitely a possibility. Somebody is going to... I, I watch too many weird movies and TV shows. Uh-huh. Somebody is going to be like, oh, I'm going to weaponize this this virus or something like that. Is that your DNA splicer guy impression? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Somebody's going to weaponize this. I'm going to weaponize this virus. And or I'm gonna, I want to try this out and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and see, then, that's kind of like. And it's going to get loose. And then it's going to infect everybody and nobody's going to have a cure for it. And we're all going to die. Yeah, that's that's exactly the premise of the, the, the game, the video game. The of division. course it is. Of course it is. Hey, it was written by Tom Clancy. It has okay? to go back to a video game, doesn't it? It's got Tom Clancy's name on it. And basically this this guy or whatever, they came up with, they weaponized this virus. 
and they were able to spread it on money, on bills. Because you know how bills circulate. They go everywhere, and that's how they spread it. So I'm telling you, somebody's going to experiment. It's It's going to be an experiment gone wrong. It might even be like a case of humans being too curious. And something's going to go go wrong. I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one. I have another one. And that is that people say that the earth is a living thing. And that Mother Nature... The fight back. Yeah, Mother Nature's going to fight back. So it's like basically, that movie, The Happening. The M. Night Shyamalan Yeah, movie? it was horrible. It's the trees. Spoilers. It's the trees. Yeah, it was The horrible. trees fought back and killed people. Yeah. They, they like, created like a spore. I hope you didn't want to watch that movie, but uh, we're doing you a favor because it's not a good movie. Don't watch it. It's terrible. I haven't <laughs> even seen it, and I know it's terrible. <laughs> and I also know what happens, so that's whatever. I just kept watching it like, why am I watching this? And but I kept watching. Yeah, I, so yeah. like Mother Nature is going to figure out that humans are a parasite and Earth is the body. Humans are the parasite on the body. And she's just gonna release. And Mother Nature is gonna release all. Yeah, she's gonna come up with some crazy junk that targets us, just us, because we're putting the ecosystem out of whack. And um, and this, my friends, is why we alternate in choosing questions because Jesse picks the depressing ones. <laughs> Sorry for the downer. <laughs> now that we all know how we're going to die. But they're very thought-provoking, I think. <laughs> they are. They are. I'll give you that. I'll pick, I'll pick light-hearted ones. Yay, happy questions. <laughs> like, what do you think rainbows are made out of? Yay. Skittles. Skittles. <laughs> And unicorn. Everybody knows that. Unicorn horn powder. Oh, I thought it was unicorn poop. Unicorn poop. (laughs) Yay. Okay, so if you like our questions, use them on your next date. And we want to hear how it goes. Yeah, tell us how those questions went on your next date. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to hear that. Tell us your stories using hashtag spilling the ink. And we will definitely be reading through them because... We want to know what happens. We're very yeah. curious. Yeah, absolutely. Once we get some good ones, we're going to start sharing them yeah. on the podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to get all the latest episodes, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And we would love to hear what you think by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes. Those are super helpful for us. So Yes, we super please, appreciate it. Please do that. And... Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Yeah. Visit us on our website, companyincpodcast.com. Ooh, we synced that up Whoa, really well. Whoa, that, was, that wasn't even planned. Yay, <laughs> we, us. We did that really well. We did. Pat on the back. That nope. means you should leave us a rating and review on iTunes, right? Because we're so good. <laughs> no, seriously. We'd super appreciate it. Um, that helps us get into the new and noteworthy list, which can help more people find us. So yep. it's really helpful. We're only eligible for that for a short amount of time. So we would greatly appreciate it. So anyway, thank you again for listening and we will see you next time. See ya. See ya.